Welcome in everyone and thank you for listening to the 193rd ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Rebel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. Uh, we went straight from like 60s to like 90 degree weather here in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, it's summer. It's very, I mean, it was, yeah, last night I was outside and it was... It was summer. It was humid and, and hot at like 9 p.m. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, at 9 p.m. when it was hot and humid, uh, I was trying to go to bed and we had no air conditioning. So mm. we, our air conditioner went out yesterday morning and we tried to troubleshoot it and like maybe it was frozen up. So we tried to defrost it and stuff. It wasn't happening. Mm. So had it already been running this summer yes okay yes oh we're a family that turns the air on early you don't try to like make it a few more days no, or anything. Yeah, no. Yeah. the first moment that it's uncomfortably hot or warm we kick it on it's understandable uh but it the house just cooked all day and uh we weren't having it so we were like i was calling all over town to try to find somebody to come out and fix it and of course you know, there's probably thousands of people across Springfield right now with this heat wave that are turning on their air for the yeah, first time or and something. it's not working. Yeah. So nobody was going to be able to come out till tomorrow, till Friday. And that was untenable. So I kept calling, kept calling. We found somebody that was a 24 hour service that could fit us in. They came out, had us back up and running in like 30 minutes, nice. but it was 81 degrees in the house. And we were trying to put a seven month old down to sleep and she wasn't having it yeah so we were trying to decide if we were going to try to like abandon ship and go to a relative's house or something mm-hmm. just so that olivia could sleep better and you're trying to go to bed at 9 p.m tell us about that <laughs> well uh it has a lot to do with the seven month old <laughs> and uh 7 a.m podcast time this yes morning. those two things combined it means gotta get to bed early that's understandable so yeah uh, my days of staying up late playing video games on a work day, work night, it's, it's over. You know, they're, they could return <laughs> if uh, we miss you. If little, if little <laughs> ones' uh, sleep habits improve, then they may turn around. Uh, Kyle, we have uh, maybe a shorter episode this week. We are going to basically talk about how we were wrong about everything we said last week and nothing happened that we thought would happen. Yeah. Last, everything we talked about last week is basically invalid now, (laughs) (laughs) but before we get into all that, don't forget, please uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're watching there, we appreciate it. Uh, If you're listening on a podcast service, leave us a review or a rating. And of course you can support the podcast directly at patreon.com slash Missouri sports pod, patreon.com slash Missouri sports pod uh football or basketball first uh surprise me jamarion sharp returning to western kentucky yeah what's up with that i don't know man i i mean we <laughs> i gotta say this is probably the last thing i expected to happen in this situation uh jamarion sharp's seven five big man that was at western kentucky uh missouri was looking good missouri was looking good i mean they literally uh they had a great connection with his former coach from johnny logan is now uh, an assistant coach in missouri um it's we two spots open guys guys have transferred it just seemed like we were paving the way for for sharp to join the team 
and he returns to Western Kentucky. You know, we had heard about some NIL competition, maybe from Memphis, maybe Louisville. Memphis got that FedEx money. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, Penny Hardaway is their coach, right, too? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's got to have some weight as well. But um, I just didn't see him going back to Western Kentucky. That was like, whoa, that's a twist. And, I mean, you said it last week that Rick Stansberry, you know, he was like the NIL before it was a thing. Right. And, you know, when it was when it was illegal. And Yeah, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, I guess this actually does make sense. Like, I don't know why we were discounting it uh, as a possibility beforehand, but yeah, I it was completely like not thinking that that was a possibility. I didn't even and consider it. And now it's like, it. oh yeah, I guess we should have considered that. Yeah. So he's not coming to Mizzou. Do you remember this a little, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit random, but remember a couple of years ago when we were in on the Bowling Green transfer, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Turner, Justin Turner, yeah, and he just decides to go back to bowling green like what that's so bizarre yeah how it's like yeah with these uh very important pieces in the transfer market that we feel really good about and we really need and like nope just gonna go back to my former yeah at least that one it was kind of like known ahead of time that he was seriously considering returning to bowling green and then but every everybody discounted that at the time like Mm -hmm. well surely not he's got you know several power five teams interested in him Mm -hmm. and he's just like yeah i'll just stay here Kind of weird, but uh, yeah, I would say that Mr. Sharp got a pretty strong offer to stay stay put. Uh, A former Tiger found a new home. Anton Brookshire committed to Iona and Rick Pitino. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I... That's good. Good spot for him, I guess. Iona, um, if you haven't watched a whole lot of college basketball in the last couple years... Iona's good. They're a good um, kind of mid-major program. Like you said, Rick Pitino's there. And uh, I guess he's shown that he knows how to coach still, even probably not cheating or as much as at least as much as he was at Louisville. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting interesting landing spot. Yeah, they won 25 games last year, but then got upset in the conference tournament. They were like top 100 Kim Palm team, like 90th. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, I historically great coach can do with a uh, Anton Brookshire they had uh, Tyson Jolly on their team mm. it's kind of a name from way back when he originally went to Baylor out of high school then spent two years at SMU and then finished his career at Iona I could see uh, Rick Patino just cleaning up though like in the transfer market guys trying to move down a spot mm-hmm. just swooping in yeah transfer market works both ways for sure um last thing i have for basketball the mizzou basketball staff has been finalized Mm. and uh so we know all the assistants all the like support roles have been filled everything like that uh one name in particular that i thought was interesting was we randomly i mean i don't know how random there's a connection through florida state but uh, Michael Fly is now on the Mizzou coaching assistant pool uh, support staff as the director of scouting, I believe. And he spent the last four seasons as the head coach at Florida Gulf Coast. Wow. A Division One head coach is not like the associate head coach, not an assistant. He's the director of scouting. That is interesting. Um, and last year, Florida Gulf Coast won 22 games. Was he there um, 
after Dunk City or whatever that was? Uh, that was actually two coaches ago. Oh wow! So Andy Enfield, who's now at USC, oh, okay, was there was the coach when when they upset uh, when they went to the Sweet Sixteen. Upset yeah, that Georgetown. was that was actually quite a while ago. That was probably eight or ten years ago. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Oh wow! Doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Jeez. But uh, yeah, so he's been at USC for a while now. So I just thought that was interesting. I don't know. Yeah. That that's like a lot of experience yeah. on that staff. And they they have a connection going back to Florida State. But I now that it's all put together, I really really feel good about the direction we're headed. Um seeing CY offer some of these guys out of Florida and just I don't know, it'll be interesting interesting to see what kind of recruiting footprint Mizzou basketball has because we've got offers out to people from florida california like i think there's a kid from maine Mm -hmm. that has an offer yeah so it's kind of all over the place it's just good to see offers going out again like period i seem seems like uh those last couple years of the conzo martin era was i mean conzo always was low-key about recruiting but Mm -hmm. like it was literally almost nothing as far as like high school guys getting offers and stuff throughout the year or throughout the summer you couldn't you couldn't even like make a list of who we were in on no it would be like two or three names maybe yeah and that was only if they were like high profile missouri or michigan kids yeah (laughs) six seven michigan kids (laughs) uh yeah i mean the last month or so i feel like i've seen more high school kids um, tweet out uh, an offer from a zoo than i feel like we saw in the last two or three years of the Conzo era so yeah that's that's cool that's an exciting thing that i have missed yeah um i feel like now i don't want to i'm putting the cart before the horse here but i feel like with this staff and the way they operate we might i am anticipating a recruiting bump for the next couple years honestly it'll be i think it'll be close to the improvement that we've seen on the football side as far as like recruiting classes and um you know obviously some of that will be transfers juco transfers traditional transfers Mm -hmm. but i think we're gonna get a name or two each recruiting cycle that's gonna excite the fan base and um yeah we still have two spots left for this recruiting class and so it'll be interesting to see how those get filled i think it's exciting times mm-hmm. the, the basketball team with the staff that they've assembled i think is poised to be successful yeah so switching gears to football a uh, couple small things uh jj hester committed to oklahoma that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, wide receiver transferred from Mizzou. Looked like he was probably passed up on the depth chart. And there's more wide receiver recruits that we're in on for the next couple of years. So he was looking for a better spot to have more playing time, potentially, and landed at Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, he is from Tulsa, I believe. So that it makes sense that he would end up there still, though. Uh, I'm like, okay, that's, uh, that's an impressive landing spot. Um, you know, whenever he first transferred, it was kind of like... <clears throat> Okay, well, he must have gotten passed up, and you know, wish you the best wherever you go. And then he lands at Oklahoma, and you're like, okay, now wait a minute. <laughs> then we've got a guy that was talented enough to to land at Oklahoma. Like, I would have liked to maybe see him on the on the field this year for sure, which we already knew that we already knew he was talented. But 
I don't know. Do you think it's more of a he just wanted to go home, or do you think it's uh, says? Do you think that's an exciting statement about our wide receiver room? Well, at first glance, I thought it was exciting. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, if you think otherwise, no, tell me. But uh, yeah, I immediately thought, wow. Uh, I, I actually, what I kind of thought was, I wish potentially there was room for him to see the field alongside. Uh, Luther Burden and Dominic Lovett and but you know if he's not the number four guy number five guy in the room then yeah, yeah I mean he probably is four or five for sure yeah I mean I'm the highest because you got to factor in Bannister and Love yeah so fifth seems like the highest he could be now he still has eligibility left he would have climbed those the it, you know the depth chart mm-hmm. and uh but like i said they're missouri's recruiting some big names at wide receiver for the yeah. next two classes yeah i don't even know who oklahoma has honestly i know they lost some pretty big recruits that were in luther burden's class right. um so maybe they just felt like they needed to add some depth or maybe he has a realistic shot uh to see the field there i'm not sure and um i wouldn't discount you know if you're fourth or fifth on the depth chart at missouri if you're going to be fourth or fifth on the depth chart at Oklahoma, might as well be closer to home. And, you know, being from Oklahoma, there's a decent chance that he was, he grew up a fan and always yeah. wanted to play there. Maybe the opportunity didn't, wasn't there out of high school, being able to revisit that, go home. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was, if this was a different position, I would be way more distraught over it. Mm-hmm. But if it was a different position, we don't have the depth that potentially makes this even happen. Yeah. So. So you buying stock in uh, Burden, uh, Mookie Cooper, and Dominic Lovett? Um, yeah, at the risk of like being negative about a specific player, uh, I'm holding Mookie Cooper stock. I'm buying Luther Burden, buying Dominic Lovett. I'm holding. I can see that. I can agree with you. I like those uh, all Missouri guys, though. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Um, a few more, uh, another miss or another situation that might be bad for Mizzou, uh, quarterback, uh, Gary Bohannon from Baylor committed to USF, not Mizzou, visited Mizzou, visited USF, transfer quarterback, one or two years of eligibility remaining, mm-hmm. picked USF over Mizzou, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, this is this is interesting. Um, we have dissected this from every angle possible in our Discord with uh, some of our guys in there, and you know we've looked at it. Like, what does this mean for Sam Horn? What does this mean for the rest of the quarterback room? Why can we not land a transfer quarterback? All of that. Um, you know, I see it just just uh, seems interesting. I think only the coaching staff knows that Bohannon would 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 go to South Florida. You know, I think if he were to end up at another Power Five school, um, maybe I, we wouldn't have thought about it as much. But um, clearly, something is going on. Like as far as uh, what the coaching staff is looking for, as far as like they just probably aren't able to tell those transfer quarterbacks, yes, this job is yours for sure. And that just that would, I guess, that's just my guess as far as like that just has to be what's happening is there's no way they can guarantee a starting spot and that's there's just more attractive options for some of those transfers where if they, if playing time is their number one priority yeah i just can't imagine how that's true 
I agree for the most part, but I can't get there with JT Daniels. Yeah. How is there not a guarantee there? And then I don't know that that so yeah my thinking on this has kind of evolved but I was thinking the coaching staff was specifically looking for a one-year starter to come in and bridge the gap between or until Sam Horn is ready to take over Mm -hmm. and then you know the Sam Horn baseball stuff was more of a story so maybe they're looking for maybe not as much a guaranteed starter maybe they're just looking for another scholarship quarterback to be on the roster in case they don't have Sam Horn and me I guess I'm leaning more towards that being the case at this point because I can't imagine if they were legitimately looking for a starter they wouldn't be able to indicate to these transfers like it's your job to lose basically I agree I also just wonder if Daniels and Bohannon are just viewed different individually maybe sure, sure. by the coaching staff yeah. maybe they were able to tell daniels like yeah this job is is, is yours to lose but he and we just, just lost out yeah i think that's possible but yeah i don't know if we can just assume that they uh gave everybody the same pitch but uh, i don't know it still just is it just is bizarre i don't know that i've ever seen <laughs> this uh this many failures to to just seemingly land some depth uh to a position as Yes. If that's if that's what it is. Right, right. I agree. You'd think it would be, well, I don't know. It's almost like they're, for adding a depth scholarship quarterback, they're setting their sights they're too a- high. aiming high. Yes. Which maybe that speaks to them being more confident in Brady Cook and Tyler Macon than I was perceiving. That's possible. But they haven't shown anything that would indicate that, like, in real life. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I guess... With with Bohannon, if that if they were like, hey, listen, yeah, you're gonna come in compete for the starting job. We've got these two guys that have been here. You'd be competing with them. We got this freshman coming right. in. You'd be competing with him. And it's like, yeah. Honestly, like, yeah. I mean, I feel like Horn is. I mean, we know how talented Horn is, but I almost feel like he's the piece that I forget about in that equation when we're thinking about a guy coming in and potentially not winning the job because Horn may may still be in that conversation and maybe the coach does maybe coaches don't want to um tell sam horn that this is not your job to win this year and especially when they're trying to maybe still almost recruit him against the against mlb right and they can't i may they feel like that's a piece that they can't lose in the in that recruiting battle that you know the starting job is not your yours to win this year potentially yeah, uh, I think you're exactly right there. There's no way they want to exclude Horn from thinking he has a shot at it day one. Mm-hmm. And then I think that goes back to the conversations that they're having with the transfers. They don't want to, if they think, if the coaching staff seriously thinks that Sam Horn could come in and win the starting job for this upcoming season, his true freshman year, then they don't want to block that by telling a transfer hey, this is your job to lose. Mm-hmm. So I think those those two things is something I hadn't really considered is maybe they are more serious about Horn potentially winning the job year one than I gave them credit for. Mm-hmm. I or can see that. they're worried about adding a transfer and then Horn saying, all right, yeah, fine. It's getting if, crowded, yeah. Yes, um, I'm just going to go take my, my signing bonus with, with baseball. Yeah. Man, what a this is it's very complex. And yeah, it's, it's very unique. Makes me a little bit nervous. I'm I'm not getting too nervous because we're so far out from the season actually starting still. 
but we're getting closer and this situation has not cleared itself up at all no clarity but um i know a lot of fans are done with this quarterback controversy and i know uh, and like, we're not even in the summer yet exactly buckle up because when sam horn gets on campus and we're having uh, fall practices there's going to be a legitimate competition yeah and if you are you know team brady cook which i'm getting more and more that way every day the literally the only thing that has held me back from being all in on Brady Cook is how the staff has been handling the situation. Right. Yeah, that's really all we have to go on yeah. other than a uh, performance in in a bowl game with no Tyler Beatty. Yeah. So if uh, if the coaching staff came out tomorrow, which they are so far from doing this, <laughs> uh, and said Brady Cook's our guy going into this season, then I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, let's do it. Let's see what we got. I, I, can, I can deal with that. Let's make it happen. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. They're not going to be deciding anything until maybe like no. a week before the I don't first even, game. I don't even know if we'll know then. Yeah. We are very, very far from, from this uh, resolving, but we'll still talk about it. Um, so at this point, if they add a quarterback, it's going to be somebody you probably never heard of, and you can almost assume they're not going to be the starter this upcoming season. Right, and I think they have to. They have to add someone. They only have two scholarship quarterbacks right now. That's unless they get unless Sam Horn tells them like, don't worry, I'm coming. I him being the third guy, even if mm-hmm. there's no injuries or anything, and he just has his four redshirt games to play mm-hmm. as a, an emergency backup. I think they would be fine rolling into the season with that. But uh, with without that assurance, they're going to add another guy, and we're going now from like if they add someone, they will most likely be the starter to. They, if they add someone at this point, they will almost likely not be the starter. Right. We got another quarterback to talk about though, because Missouri signed or got a commitment from a uh, quarterback from next year's recruiting class, mm-hmm. uh, Jabari Johnson from Washington, four-star yeah. quarterback. It's like six foot, just under two hundred pounds, uh, pretty mobile, super athletic, and. Uh, we're just stockpiling four-star quarterbacks at this point. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, this is pretty early in the 2023 cycle. Um, he's our third commit of the class, which honestly, we're off to a fantastic start um, for the t- 2023 class. It could end up being a little smaller class, but we'll see. Um, either way, um, I, I say this every year. I feel like the getting your quarterback on board is one of the most important things you can do early in a class to – uh, just as another weapon for your recruiting pitch to um, especially offensive players. But I don't know, as a quarterback, you are the leader of the team, and that starts now for Dubari Johnson. I feel like it's um, kind of being the leader of, of the recruiting class and kind of uh, getting guys riled up and ready to go. And um, so we'll see. You know, I, I, I don't think I have seen much from him on Twitter or anything like that yet, but w- once we get in the summer and stuff, hopefully we'll see him maybe – taking part on you know in the, in the recruiting game a little bit and uh that's something to look forward to yeah this is what good programs do though you bring in a quarterback every year the best one you can get and then you just kind of let it sort itself out yeah and uh right yeah i think um this addition to me says nothing about anybody in the current roster right it says nothing about sam horn and his ability to get to campus 
um, this is we're going to take a quarterback every class, mm-hmm. and and we'll like you said, we'll let the uh, the competition take place, and the best quarterback will play because it's the most important position on the field, and there's only one quarterback on the field, and uh, you got to put your best player out there. Yeah, so super excited for this commitment. Hopefully, hopefully it sticks. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, you know, with an early commitment like this, yeah. you never know what it is. A long way till signing day. So that is true. To say. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he, like you said, from Washington State, um, Missouri did not come in to his recruitment early. It seems like they came in really late, just maybe a couple months ago. And uh, he came in for a visit a week or two ago. It went astoundingly well, sounds like. And obviously then, yeah, within a week or so, he's, he's jumping on board. So that, I mean, that's impressive. That's a very impressive uh, recruiting move by Drinkwitz and it seems like a lot of times bigger programs are doing that to us where they come in and, and are just able to kind of throw their brand around and and uh, be able to kind of be a mover and shaker in recruitments and Missouri did that to Washington I think Washington was thinking they were going to land Jabari Johnson and, and we came in and stole him and it seems weird to say that so early in a recruiting cycle but um, that's my uh, that, that's how I feel like it went to be honest yeah there's a uh... A uh, 24/7 sports reporter from the West Coast that covers the Pac-12 said that this is a sneaky good pickup for Missouri, and he also said that Johnson's intelligence will uh, make him successful at the next level. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he's an exciting player, like you said, very mobile, good arm, and uh, I mean, his highlights look like. I mean, he's just running all over the place. Like nobody, nobody can touch him. So um, it's always intriguing to. I mean, that's just that's just the way the NFL game's going to. Just having mobile quarterbacks that just adds an entire new dimension that the defense has to account for um, on the field. Um, sometimes you even have to just put a spy out there. That just their entire job is is making sure the quarterback doesn't get out of the pocket and stuff like that. So it uh, it's intriguing for sure. Yeah, and just to grab this guy from so far away from the state of Missouri, it's kind of wild. But that's the, I mean, <clears throat> to go full circle to what I was saying about the basketball recruiting, like that's what this Mizzou staff has done mm-hmm. since Drinkwitz took over, yeah. is they just go pick guys from r- seemingly random states. Yeah, when have we ever done that? Like yeah. four-star quarterback from Washington, four-star yeah. quarterback from Georgia. Yeah. I think that's where Sam Horn's from, right? right? Like what? That's just that's unheard of for Missouri recruiting. Yeah, I love it. So hopefully the uh, basketball team can follow suit and do some similar things. Well, I said it'd be pretty short episode. I think that's it for this week. You got anything else for the folks? I think that's it. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the ten dollar level and above: Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Lewis Hernandez, Tim Keens. Tyler Harsel, thank you. Thank you, boys. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. You can find our t shirts and stickers on our online shop, Missouri Sports Pod. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week.